for this week's icebreaker. Describe the last time your character had a really good laugh. Let everybody ponder on that for a sec. Do you got one, Walker? Last time I had a really good laugh was just kind of to myself after waking up the future with my echo, the look of sheer terror on that strange little man's face was one of the most satisfying things I've experienced in my short life. And I will continue to wake him up this way every chance I get. <laughs> That's good. What about you, Elf? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess hmm, I've never laughed much because, uh, you know, laughing is like a deference of preference. And so that actually goes against the core tenets of the future. But if if I start to think about it a little bit harder, I would say the last time that I laughed was probably um, after discovering how to whistle. Yeah, I was just I was on fire. It was just it was just a good time. You know, like I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was doing great, you know? It was a really it was really good. You fucker. I you had me with that one. I was like <laughs> I was waiting for him to like figure out how to whistle. <laughs> yeah, surely it'll come. It'll get better, right? <laughs> um, let's go with Elanil. Oh well. Thinking back to a time when I really thought something was funny. Um it was actually when I was training with my mentor in Yara. And uh, she had um, an apple (laughs) set up on a ledge and I had to simply shoot the arrow, but something caught me off guard in the moment and I shot it just somehow I flinched and I hit, I shot the arrow and it ricocheted all around the room until it actually ended up hitting the apple. And we had a really, really good laugh about how good I was. <laughs> about how, how good I was. Good I was. <laughs> how 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 good I was. How good I actually was without trying. So it was a good time. It's not that Eleanor thinks she's better than other people. It's that she knows she is. It was know? more of a sarcastic. <laughs> I'm, wow, I'm that good that I I could miss apparently and still get it. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Nobles, am I right? Anyway, what about you, Leo? Oh, Alvi and I would joke around a lot while we were doing research. Recently, we found this artifact, and we were looking it over, and I asked him how old he thought it was. And he just looked at me and said, I don't know, probably about 180 years old. And we both had a good laugh, because there's no way it was older than 175. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Right, yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) This coming from the guy who last week said I think I could be really good at humor
You guys have been down in the archives for many hours. It is now in the wee hours of the morning, well after midnight. Thankfully, you had the opportunity to rest before dinner, before all of this went down. But one thing's for sure, you need to find someplace safe. Because while you've been alone in these halls and in these rooms, you now hear the sounds of voices echoing down the hallway as some of Tamlin's men are dividing up the rooms as they begin to try to index all of the items, the heirlooms that are stored in these vaults for whatever she has planned for them. Walker shoves a chest into Ella's arms and turns to the rest of you. I don't know what her next plan is, but we need to get out of here now. And we need to grab whatever we can in the process. And I'm just going to grab a crate or two myself, slink up to the side of the door and kind of like listen out to hear if it sounds like they're like right there or not, and try and slip out of the room and head down the hallway kind of opposite direction of wherever we hear the voices from. Definitely, I'm going to drop the empty crate, grab another one that actually has something in it. I'll hold on to the same crate. Uh, Walker, you peek around the door and you can see two guards. One, one of them is like consulting a, uh, like an inventory sheet of some kind and is gesturing absentmindedly down to the end of the hall and uh, standing directly next to him is Jerry. And he's beginning to kind of like get ready to turn. You can tell he's like nodding his head, getting ready to turn and walk down this way. I need everybody to roll a stealth check if you're going to try to cross. Use the digital dice. I was going to do it, but... 19. 8. Dirty 20. Ooh. Natural one. Oh, no. <laughs> Can I cast Pass Without Trace? Um, you could have. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Looks like we're killing some guards, everybody. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Pass Without a Trace, is that something that is, like, innate with you? Is that a- It's a part of the subclass, the Way of the Shadow. What's the casting time on it? Casting time is one action. Um, give me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, do, 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 do. 13. Let's make this fair. All right, Pass Without a Trace normally adds a plus 10, right? Correct. All right, so I contested that with Jerry. What I'll say is that you are walking across the hallway, ducking to the right and around the corner and kind of ushering everyone else behind you, Walker. Just as you turn to move out of sight, one of the crates you're holding slips and falls back behind you, about to make a loud sound. And just in a moment, F reaches out, mutters an incantation, and it hits the ground silently and slides across the hall. You're out of sight. The box did not make a sound, but it is in plain sight as Jerry turns to start walking down the hall. I'm going to get greedy. I'm going to try and pick it up. I can't possibly get two natural ones in a row, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bring out the echo very quickly and try and kick from its position just to slide it over to us and then dismiss the echo immediately. So it's just like a flash of a person and it's gone. Okay, so you do that and then re-roll the stealth check. And this time, get past without a trace, right? It lasts like one minute? It lasts an hour. Yeah. An hour. Yeah. Can't possibly get a now one again, you said. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> It's not a nat one. It's not great, but it's not a nat one. But I have a pretty good, pretty good modifier. And with that pass without a trace, we should be good. So that's, oh yeah, uh, that'll be a 23. Nice. So you're able to cast the echo kind of into the shadow, kicks it back across. And by the time Jerry makes it to the end of the hall and he's checking the doors, he actually turns to one just before the door that you guys came out of, turns a key and lets himself in. 
and you can hear him begin like pulling things off the shelves as you guys duck away down the hallway. I think if we can stealth up the hall and then just get back into that alcove we were in kind of hiding in before just to figure out what the hell we're trying to do before we go on to our next step. If we're close to one another, I'm going to quietly like ask, do you think I should disguise myself as Hank again? I think we should be fine. I think at this point, if anyone sees us, we're just going to kick their ass. Good point. I'd rather have the spell slot anyway. Who's taking the lead? Uh, me. Stay in my bubble. Bitches. All right. All right. Roll a perception check for me. All right. 19 plus three. So that is a 22. Yeah, you come to the end of this hallway and uh, peek around. You don't see anyone. As you guys start to head back toward that alcove, you're the first to hear footsteps turning into the corridor. Let's try and make the sprint. Do we just fuck him up in the ball of silence? Sprint. Oh, yeah, let's fuck him up in the ball of silence. Let's oh fuck him up in the ball of silence. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to go for him. We're going to gun it. Just one person that's uh, coming at us? It sounds like one set of footsteps. Yeah, okay. you didn't actually turn to like get a, get a visuals on. You can just hear the footsteps rounding the corner behind you. Oh, behind us. Coming from behind us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're coming up behind. Is there anything on the walls of the hallway? Like, are there any... Like sconces holding flames? But no, like suits of armor or anything, anything like that. Like we could pretend to be. <laughs> we can't Scooby do this. <laughs> so I think we got to sprint then to try to evade them. Okay. Yeah. Let's just sprint to try and get around the corner. Yeah. All right. Everybody give me an acrobatics check. Ooh, acrobatics. Ten. Also ten. Very important. Uh, Fifteen. Uh, Fourteen. The fact that you're able to run and be quiet at the same time is a huge boon in the situation. So you're able to just duck into that alcove, barely make it into the shadows, and then you hear someone shouting something down at the hall. Something about, is this the right room? Are you sure I have the right one? You hear a lock in the door, another one creak open. You can breathe a sigh of relief. No one spotted you. Look, it's probably a bad idea, but part of me wants answers for what the fuck is going on. And I think... Tamlin wouldn't be expecting us to come for her tonight, right? We're not supposed to know about any of this until it's announced. I don't know, middle of the night, come morning, we could get the jump on her. Aren't they supposed to come get us tonight? Like, they're going to come get us tonight, right? Look, as far as she knows, we're sound asleep in our dorm room. We don't know about any of this. We wouldn't have any reason to come knocking, right? Why don't we corner her while uh, we have the element of a surprise? What What do you think, uh, Ella? No? Are you assuming she's in the office? Because that's the exit that we know of, but we don't know where she's sleeping. I guess you said that we're screwed either way, right? So let's just break more laws. <laughs> I mean, if you're worried about your dad figuring it out. He already knows. That's another problem for another day. Let's keep moving or we're screwed here. We could uh, kick his ass too. Not kicking Kendrick's ass. I don't know. If my dad pulled that shit, I'd want to kick his ass. Is your dad alive? I don't think so. I don't know, actually, technically. <laughs> oh, right. I'm sorry. I'm very conflicted right now, okay? You want to fight your dad? I don't know. Let's leave. <laughs> don't corner me. This is not the mission on me. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So I think we run down the hallway to the elevator, right? Yeah, straight down the hallway, back up the elevator. Yeah. Okay. We know it's chunky and loud, but... You know, what do we do? <laughs> it should be in my bubble of silence, right? I'm just going to peek below a door. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, let me paint the scene. You're able to walk out. 
And you can see that guard standing there with the inventory in their hands, still checking things every now and then calling to someone down the hallway as they move from room to room, pulling crates from these vaults and stacking them in the hallways and calling to someone down the hallway. You hear someone call back. You hear someone else call from like behind you in the other direction. They confirm it on the list. It wouldn't be very easy to just like casually sneak by them, but you do have the element of surprise and you do have pass without a trace. So how are you going to play this? Are we doing this? What about the other way past the council meeting room? We don't know where that leads, but we could try it. Because there's there's probably more guys around him. I don't think we can just, unless we like put our arms around this guy and bring him into our bubble and then walk away. But I could try and distract him and we could make our way down the hall as quickly as possible. I also have pebbles that I can throw. (laughs) (laughs) Not even magic, just make a noise. (laughs) Mm. I'm still figuring it out, trying to push the boundaries of what might work, but I might be able to send the echo the other way down the hall. It won't exist for very long if it gets too far from me, but might be enough time to get them to give chase while we slip around the other way. Okay, like put your echo like in front of him the other way, and then we sneak behind. I mean, they'll know we're here as soon as we do that. But we'll be gone by that point. In theory. Maybe once we get up to the top, we uh, find a way to disable that elevator so they can't follow us up. I think we've got some pebbles that could maybe uh, help Leo with that. Mm. Yep. Bunch of pebbles. Yeah, shove them into the mechanism and then break it. <laughs> oh, I was thinking it make them explode like they were before. Oh, oh, okay, turn them, yeah, turn yeah. them the red. The yeah, I mean, like I'm not, I can't do it, so I don't really know the process. But he seems to be good at it, you know. You know, I touch them just right. Touch the rocks just right. <laughs> I'm going to try and sneak up, kind of as close to that corner as I can, without drawing any attention. And then if I can get like within 15 feet of the corner, summon the echo just on the other side like kind of where he's already facing. And as soon as that happens, I'm going to gesture for all of us to move quickly down and around towards the elevator while the Echo takes off running the opposite direction. All right, we're going to do another stealth check. Uh, He's going to have disadvantage because he's distracted by uh, the Echo. So everybody has their plus 10. We'll roll it as a group. And just just for pure, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Transparency. The Echo can exist until the end of the round or my turn more than 30 feet away from me, but that means he's going to exist for six seconds once we're 30 feet away. So it's not a very long time for us to get around and down, but yeah. okay. Cool. Yeah, it, it's got to be quick. Yeah, I got a 39. Oof. Wow. <laughs> or sorry, a 29. 29. I was just saying, yeah, no. how? <laughs> 29. Oops. I was like, you've already got a plus yeah, no. nine or a plus 10? No, no, no. Uh, 24 for me. Uh, 29. 13. Ooh. With the plus 10. All right. He rolled an eight. Okay. So this individual standing there reading the manifest kind of out of the corner of their eye. It's almost like they do a double take and you see them immediately draw a short sword out of a scabbard and drop the manifest and brace themselves. Oh, go, sir. Jerry, is that you? After a moment, sliding the sword back in the scabbard and then turning to look around for the manifest that he dropped on the ground. Fuck. I swear I saw something. Would we have had the chance to snag the manifest? Ooh. You would have. I would have tried to I would have tried to <laughs> snag it while while walking by. Give me a slight of hand check. Okay. Also 13. 
you know, that is lower than his perception check. So um, what was your original roll on the stealth? Also 13. It was a three plus 10. So, so there is a moment as you guys are rushing to the elevator where you realize Leo is not inside the bubble and you turn to see that like you've moved too fast and he's lingered to grab the manifest. And thankfully the guard was just spooked enough that as he turns, you like just make it back inside the elevator. But I mean, that almost cost you the whole situation. Oof. You're so smart, stupid that I don't know how to not feel about the, let's get in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> You're riding up to the top in the elevator. It is much quieter than it was on the way down. You hit the top, and of course it lurches to a stop. And you're standing in that small passageway between the secret bookshelf entrance and the elevator itself. What do you do? Before we do anything, can I try and like look around at the mechanisms that cause the elevator to go up and down and see if I can't, I don't know, jam it or cut a wire or something? Yeah, roll an investigation check. Nah, it's a three. <laughs> you cut something. <laughs> yeah, cut it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, this looks important. You cut it. And there's like a snapping of a cable or something like that. Then you step back waiting to see if it like drops down and it doesn't. You're pretty sure you got it. Yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> they won't be following us this way. I'll tell you guys that much. <laughs> oh, good job, Walk. <laughs> who's who's leading the way? Is it still Crossland? I mean, sorry, F? Yes. Yeah. All also, right, for the standing... record, I've used all my key points on uh, Pass Without a Trace this since the long <laughs> nice. rest. Um, Very nice. Anyway, leading the way, yes. Um, we didn't open the door yet, did we? No, not yet. Yeah, you guys are all crammed into this small space. It's really only intended for one or two people. And Crossland, you would have like your ear probably pressed up against the bookshelf, I'm assuming. Yes, definitely listening. Do I hear anything? Roll a perception check. Okay. Daddy Digital Roller's been doing me nice tonight. 18. <laughs> it's nice to see you getting rolls. You <laughs> yeah, know? It's great. <laughs> You've earned them. <laughs> it's very quiet on the other side of the bookshelf, but you detect the telltale sound of something shuffling just very quietly, like someone had just maybe placed a book onto the shelf on the other side. There might be someone in there, but I think if we go quickly, I think we can end up on the right side of the cat here. Yeah, we don't want to end up being the bottom turtle. That's for sure. Right. Three, two, one, and I whip open the door without anyone getting yeah, another word. Behind anybody I see as fast as possible. <laughs> Got rocks in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> two pebbles. <laughs> Ella's just standing shocked. Of, <laughs> no, you just flung the door open. Ella's just holding all the I'm just cases. Yeah, I'm holding everything now. <laughs> You storm into the room at the ready. There's a loud crash as the painting someone in disguise is holding. They're wearing a cowl and a cloak and they have their face shrouded and they drop the painting they're holding in their hands. As you can see, they're like investigating the safe underneath the painting at the far end of the room behind Tamlin's desk. It's completely pitch black in here. This person was moving in darkness and is totally surprised by the situation. So I need everybody to roll initiative. Trust Daddy Digital. 17. Five. Five. <laughs> Who's got the better dex out of uh, you two? I think your dex is better. I got a 22. Definitely. 
I got a 17. Give me the general layout of everybody. You guys like fan into the room as you move past the bookshelf? Definitely. Oh yeah, I would try and launch out to the side. Ella, you're the first to kind of catch this situation and make sense of it. Directly to your right, about like 15 feet across the room behind Tamlin's desk, you know when you found the safe underneath the painting? They're holding that painting in their hands and you startle them and they drop it on the floor and it makes kind of a loud sound. And they immediately whirl around and they're wielding a weapon of some kind. In the darkness, you can kind of see it's like got kind of a short blade. It looks longer than a dagger, like a short little dagger, but not quite a short sword. They're holding it in their hand and bracing themselves for an attack. Do I recognize what they look like? No, they're completely in stealth. Like they, oh, okay. they, they're covering their face. They're wearing a cloak and a cowl. Clearly did not want to be found. I take a knee, put my crate <laughs> behind me. Uh, on the ground and take out my bow. <sighs> my character, Ella, she is uh, conflicted if she should actually try to kill this person or not. So I think I'm going to hold my action if they start to attack someone. Okay. One of my people, I will shoot them. I will designate them as my slayer's prey as a bonus action. Each turn that you hit that target with a weapon, it takes an extra 1d6. Awesome. That's going to bring us to F. What do you do? So we're in our bubble of silence. Are they within the 30-foot bubble? Yes. Okay. Within that bubble, I'm going to try to speak first. Who are you? As well as the future can manage, because we know the future doesn't do so well with any of that, but uh, definitely trying to accost before moving any closer. Do you want to use your action to make an intimidation check? Absolutely not. I'm going to fail that terribly. Uh, I... Or, or a persuasion check? It's up to you. I'm asking if you're going to use your action to attempt to cause a result. So, so bad. Or are you just using a free action to talk? I'm trying to use a reaction to just talk and see if I can even recognize their voice if they'll respond. Because the painting is not necessarily indicative like of a bad thing. I mean, there's a lot of shadow shit going on, so I'm very questionable at the moment. Okay, they don't respond. All right. They're moving quick over the desk. You get the sense that they are caught in the middle between defending themselves and also getting the fuck out of there. So they're not pausing to have a conversation. All right. I'm going to run after them and I'm going to try to do non-lethal damage. Yeah. No matter what you roll, you can always designate that as non-lethal. Sure. That is a 13. God. Um, that is going to hit. <laughs> Excellent. Go ahead and roll damage. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, we got a six. Are you going to use your bonus action for anything? I can do another on-arm strike. Uh, so that's a 19 to hit. Flurry of Blows isn't a cost for key points? Flurry of Blows is, but I can also, if I've already landed a strike, I can do a second strike as a bonus action. And we've got a five, so 11 total. Okay, next in the order is Walker. I'm going to try and rush like across the room to get between them and the doorway, like pretty much right at the doorway. Yeah. And then I'm going to manifest my echo right next to them. Okay. Flanking with uh, F if I can. And uh, I mean, I'll say it squeezes in like a five foot space that they have between them and the wall. Sweet. So that's my movement, my bonus action. And then um, just from the echoes placement, I will take a swing with my short sword. Also trying to do non-lethal damage, but non-lethal, but not not fucked up. So like I'm trying to slash like across. <laughs> you want it to hurt. 
Yeah, like <laughs> across like the, the the Achilles tendons. Oh, oh shit, that's a real. <laughs> yeah, that's real yeah. bad. I'm not trying to kill them, but I am not trying to have them be able to walk later. That's maiming. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a uh, 16 to hit. Okay, roll damage. Nine points of slashing damage from a possibly magical weapon. I don't know. Um, Leo, what do you do? I'm throwing a rock. <laughs> yeah, I, I should have seen that coming. Yeah. Ahead, <laughs> From now on, just be like, okay, Leo, go ahead and roll for your rock. Like, you don't even really know. Yeah. Leo, I'm assuming you're going to throw a rock. Right? Yep. Uh, so that's roll plus four, five, five, nine. Nine. Uh, you throw the rock. It makes a little bit of noise. It's inside the bubble. So it's not loud enough to wake anyone. But you feel it. You hear it. Doesn't catch them. Okay. Um I think uh, throwing it is an action, but I can use a bonus action to touch more stones and like imbue more. Got you. So you ready yourself with another, another rock. Yeah, and I'll also just kind of get get as close as I can. Nice. Just surround. Okay, so you and F both advance. Are there is there space between them and the door? And there was a window in this room before. There was a window in this room, and it is um, this is the window. Got it. Okay. I'll I'll stand here, kind of interposing between any any chance of like jumping out the window. Got it. The bookshelf will block about half of the window. Sure. And then I'd like to stand kind of blocking the other half with my body. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely not to scale, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's kind of in that. Are you telling me this isn't a perfect model? It looks like a perfect model. <laughs> These look like blueprints. Guys, to I me. spent all day on this layout. Are you kidding me? Like, I took three breaks from work to get it done. <laughs> did you take architecture classes just for this? Oh my just for this mock-up? I did. That brings us to the thief. I prefer to call them an absconding gentle person. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that ain't gonna do it. <laughs> they uh, are so caught off guard, they take the long dagger that they have in their hand and attempt to strike out at UF and just are completely caught off guard by the echo appearing right behind them. Startles them to the point that they're distracted and swipe at nothing but air. And I shoot my arrow as they attack. That's right. Uh, go ahead and roll to attack. Shoot them. That's 18 plus 7. 25. Um, go ahead and roll damage. Right. Okay. Okay, so that is eight damage and then three extra damage from Slayer's Prey. So 11. I'm going for like a non-lethal as well, like in the shoulder situation. So a total of 11. Hoo-wee. Yes. Wow, you guys did 30 points of damage in one round. What, what? And then I, as a, as a free action, I yell to just my companions in, in uh, melee range to rip off the hood. <laughs> rip his hood off! <laughs> uh, the, the thief hears you shouting that and immediately like turns back to attention and makes a second attack. Does a 19 hit your AC, F? Yeah, it does. I've got 15. Okay. All right. You're going to take 10 points of piercing damage. Ooh. I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. It's a six. That's a six? 
I got a six on the Constitution saving throw. You got a yeah. six. Um, Mathers so excited they actually get to use the thing, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> what thing? I don't know. It's a Constitution saving throw, oh. but in my experience, DMing, you never actually get to use those things. They always <laughs> it's probably in save. Probably a poison. <laughs> yeah, they always save. You take twenty-two points of poison damage. Oh wow! Twenty-two. You oh. say? I am down. <gasps> I took all of my I took all of my life in that round. Oh my god! Were you, were you at Matt? Oh, I guess so. I was at max. I was at twenty two. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think any of us took damage down there. Um, oh. <laughs> one hit wonder over here! Holy <laughs> shit! Jesus! Hell it's yeah! It's good. <laughs> I'm ready. I was like, I'd roll really high, like yeah. across the board. So no, fuck yeah, um, do it to us. <laughs> yeah. um, so you rush into the room, you catch this individuals uh, by surprise. They drop the painting that they were holding in their hand as they were investigating the safe. They whirl around, seeing that they're being uh, attacked from all sides or, or, or at least accosted from all sides, leaps onto the desk in an attempt to like wh- whipping out a dagger. I'll call it a long dagger because I like the, the picture I had in my mind was something that was like, if you're familiar with like medieval weaponry, this is very shanky, <laughs> if you will. This is very like, um, this is sort of an assassin's blade. This is, this is not something that a common soldier would ever carry. They whip out their blade. They leap onto the desk attempting to, to flee if possible, but willing to defend themselves. And you rush in. Ella draws her bow. F moves in and strikes twice in quick succession, almost sending them flying back off of the desk. The echo appears behind them and strikes at them from behind. And in that distraction, the arrow strikes true. And Leo's stone makes a loud noise as he moves into position to guard. Also, my bubble breaks because I lost concentration. The bubble breaks. Yeah. At the very, very end. And then, stealing themselves, they strike as hard as they can against UF. And while the blade is not deep, you feel the searing pain of the poison enter your bloodstream and you lose consciousness and fall to the floor. That is the end of their turn. So let me move them. Ah. They're going to try and move? They are. Uh, So (laughs) first up, when a creature you can see within five feet of your echo moves away from them, you can use your reaction to make an opportunity attack as if you were in the echo's space. Nice. So. All right, go ahead and do that. 12 plus five is 17. 17. Okay, roll damage. All right, and I'll roll damage first. Uh, so that is going to be uh, five plus three, eight damage. And because of my new feet from the level up, when you hit a creature with an opportunity attack, the creature's speed becomes zero for the rest of the turn. Wow. Very nice. Okay. I mean, you cut their Achilles Yeah, so this time I really do. I tried the first time and I just kind of got their calf. But, oh, he swings in with the echo and... I go for those Achilles tendons, you know. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna try to make a save on that Achilles tendon. All right. <laughs> I'm guessing that that's gonna fail. It's a very low roll, and so you know, you hit it, and they tumble forward onto the floor, like basically landing on top of F's body in front of the desk. Um, that's gonna bring us back to the top of the order. Ella, what do you what do you want to do? I'm going to run up to F and try my best to scoot 
them to the side, like away from this body that just fell down, and cast Cure Wounds. Okay. Am I able to move F anywhere? If you want to move F, I think that would count as like, like it would have your movement to be like carrying him. So um, yeah, that's fine. You pull him out of the way. There's nothing really stopping you at this point. This, this person's just lying on the ground. But you would have to move into melee range of them. So moving F away would probably cost you uh, an attack of opportunity. Yeah, that's what I set out to do. So okay. that, that'll happen. Sheesh. You get eight points of health F. All right. Their attack misses. They swing wildly. Um, that's going to bring us to F. You're awake. You're lying on your back. You're catching your breath. What do you do? I stand up and I go for the throat. I put out my hand like, no, you're too weak. F. Absolutely not. <laughs> F, is, <laughs> F doesn't know what happened. Saw something, some shit, perhaps. Um, not no, not really clear what happened inside of that one moment in which all that searing pain was channeled into them. And they just stand up and they're like, absolutely not. And walk over. <laughs> First strike. Just fucking misses. Just no. fucking misses. <laughs> Super bad. In your defense, you can see like three of them right now. <laughs> just Roll the next one. Uh, I don't think I get to because I missed. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Sorry. I actually can't. I can even if I miss. So the the difference is I was playing Flurry of Blows wrong before. I typically get two bonus attacks, not one, which is how I was doing it before um, with Flurry. Dumb, dumb over here. So I do get an extra arm strike. 21 on the second one. All right. Okay. Roll damage. Uh, that is going to be a solid three. Is that going to end your turn? That's all I got. Walker, what do you do? Wait, it's me already? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I took your advice. I'm just moving. I'm cooking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's good. It's good. Uh, yeah, Walker's going to take a, take a strike from the Echo's location. Okay. Flanking with F still? Yeah. No, because F got moved. F did get moved, yeah. I basically well, got up. And, and the then they spot. moved the back. The echo can move a little, so but... the echo will shuffle if need be to get in flanking position. That's fair. And then, uh, yeah, I'll go ahead and take a strike. Okay, okay, that's going to be a 23. Okay, roll damage. And then I'm going to do, that'll be six damage, and I'm going to use my bonus action to do my offhand strike. Also from the echo's location. Uh, that one is a 16 again. All right. That, uh, roll damage on that. And these are like non-lethal-ish. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a nine. Nine They're points nasty. of damage on that. Yeah. Okay. So that was three. And then, wait, you did, what was your total for that round? So it was six and then nine. So 15. 15. Wowzers, Bowsers. Leo. It's all unfolding rather quickly. I got another rock. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All reliable. Seven. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) We don't have that quiet level no more. (laughs) True. Yeah, the rock strikes and hits the desk. Papers go flying everywhere. The desk splinters just a little bit. I'll step into into melee range 
specifically trying to like draw their attention. All right, are you gonna use a bonus action for anything? I'll just touch another rock. So I've got three again. That's the only bonus action I've got. Seeing what happened with F, seeing you rush in and try to heal them and seeing that they're completely cornered now with nowhere else to go. There's a brief moment where they look like they're gonna strike again. And instead they lower their hand and kind of put an open palm up and rasping as they try to catch their breath from the blood loss. Lean back against the desk. They reach up and they pull off their hood and say, I know it's gonna hate doing it, the fucking lot of you. Fucking damn it. <laughs> Daddy, she's out of breath, clutching her side and says, I'll tell you whatever you want. Whatever you want, just don't hurt me, please. Just don't hurt you? Do you know what you did to we? <laughs> To the future? <laughs> it's what I'm trying to do, isn't it? <sighs> um, can I just try to grab the dagger sword out of her hand? Out of security's sake? Yeah, I don't think she tries to hold on to it. Maybe she like okay. resists for a minute, but you take it from her. Yep, yeah, I'll, I'll do that and then let her walk with us. I'll, I mean, flank her, but let's get the fuck out of here. All right, so this combat enfolds so quick. You guys are lightning fast as you spring into action. F takes a knife and falls and is losing consciousness as Ella swoops in to provide some miraculous healing touch. And Leo makes loud sounds with rocks. <laughs> it's all very impressive. <laughs> Sorry. I'm helping. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. you're doing Kana's work. <laughs> All of that was like, um, yeah, like fully intended to be as quiet as possible. You wanted to have this fight. None of you wanted to be found. Like, like she didn't want to be heard. You guys didn't want her or you to be heard. Unfortunately, that moment you blacked out or just nearly blacked out, you lost concentration on that spell and that last rock sent a little shockwave. It didn't make a loud explosion, but a muffled shockwave through the room, rattled the windows, sent papers and things flying across the room. Addie looks up from where she sits in front of the desk, trying to catch her breath. And you can see just the hint of a tear forming at the side of her eyes as she looks at you, F, and says, I'm terribly sorry. It's fight or flight. I, you have to understand. I, I had no idea. Just how weak you were. I mean, honestly, if I had known just what a little weak thing you were, I, I would not have plunged my knife so hard into your side. But since I, now that I know just how tender and innocent and sweet you are, I, and she kind of winks a little bit and says, I promise to play nice from now on. F breeds in and out carefully, thinks about it, tries to come up with some words as they do and fail at so often and just pulls up the cloth over the front of their mouth and walks and like continues cold shoulder. Uh, Walker's going to slap his hand up on F's shoulder and then look past F at Addy and say, it's all right. It's easy to forget how, how soft these things are. I'll kind of pat him. Yeah, no, it's like made of tissue. Uh I elbow Walker really hard. <laughs> just absolute pointy elbow, pointy skinny monk elbow right into the side. 
I'll also put a hand on his shoulder, his other shoulder, <laughs> and say, very squishy, and I'll, I'll cast Cure Wounds on you. Can I listen at the door, see if anyone's coming? Yeah, she looks up and looks back and forth between Leo and uh, Ella. Oh, sorry, what was that, Leo? What was that? Are you kidding me? You rolled a one? <laughs> you get three, three hit points. It ain't nothing. Um, <laughs> Addie looks up and back and forth between Leo and Ellen says, fuck, you too. I don't suppose you have a little more to spare for old Addie, do you? No, no one? Absolutely does, not. Does, does anybody have a healing kit? Bleeding out, yeah. If you have a healing kit, then I can heal you with it. Uh, <laughs> because of my feet. I got cook's utensils. We could serve her up to Godot if we can find him. <laughs> I can spend one use of a healing kit to tend to a creature and restore 1d6 plus 4. If she's got a healing kit on her, I can use it to the most of its abilities. Yeah, she just so happens to have some bandages and things in case of an emergency. Yeah, so I'll... I just stare at Leo while he does this. Piercing eyes. (laughs) Seven. God damn it! <laughs> well, no you matter what, three and her no matter seven. what, it was gonna, it was gonna be five at minimum. God <laughs> <laughs> damn it! Yeah, you get her all wrapped up, and she's not anywhere close to being, you know. Oh, plus additional hit points equal to the creature's maximum number of hit dice. Okay, got it. So you like seriously healed her, and you like poked me with some healing. <laughs> well. I don't have a healer's kit. She does. Poked me with. (laughs) I should get one of those because that's a really good feat. Yeah, she feels bad and she gives you a little bit more bandage and says, you know, if you want to do the same thing for F, you can. A little more ointment bandage, whatever she has. There's plenty to go around for F. Oh, I guess I could do that again. And, And even as she's trying to catch her breath and there's blood like leaking out everywhere, she like still is like, he. He definitely needs it more than I do. I snatch it and hand it to Leo. So give, give me. Otherwise, I'm going to die again. 1d6 plus 4. Another one. Oh, my God. <laughs> so five, Fitting. 5 plus your max number of hit die. Which is what, 4? All right. I'm, F, F, is, F is very appreciative of, of the, the gesture of sharing the bandage uh, and decides to help Addie up off of the ground by like leaning down trying to pick her up and hoist her up and throw her arm over my shoulder and uh, at the same time with the other hand I'm directly applying pressure to her wound oh Oh my god (laughs) (laughs) or her calf (laughs) well wherever you shot her in the shoulder right I hit her a bunch of places oh I did hit her in the shoulder yeah Yeah. I did hit her there well yeah I mean she got sliced up on the ankle Probably on the side, so you find a you find a pressure point, you apply it, and she winces, and now the tear is real. Ah, I fucking asked for that. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, fucking right. Oh, holy it's shit! Uh, right. Um, listen, yeah, you're probably wondering why I'm in here. I, I understand. Um, this this doesn't look right. What are you? Wait, where the fuck did you all come from? No, no, we're the ones asking questions here. Let's be clear. No, no, no. <laughs> what the fuck is that? And she's like now gesturing across the room at the bookshelf that's been flung open from the wall. 
Did you literally come through like a fucking bookshelf, like a, a secret door? No, we were just always in here, and I closed the door, <laughs> the bookshelf door. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, okay, well. There's only one way in and out of this room, and I suggest we take it and discuss all this somewhere else. So Tam Two if you count the come. window. I would agree. Did I ever hear anything uh, at the door? No, you did not. Okay. It appears your scuffling, as of yet, has not been percepted. I'd, um, Ella, after hearing nothing, looks back at Addie and says, Well, whatever reason we're looking for stuff, it looks like you're looking for stuff on Tamlin too, so... Unless you're going to give us your secrets, uh, we're not going to tell you anything. But it looks like we might be on the same side here. So we should probably head out before we're noticed. You, what did you have in mind? You know anywhere close that maybe people would uh, have a hard time finding? You know this area better than we do. How are your climbing skills? I can climb. I don't know about... And I gesture over towards uh, Leo. It's kind of heavy. She gestures um, past you, Leo, you're standing near the window, and now you see that just on one side, it was kind of hidden by the door that swung open, you can see that there is like um, a hook grappled around the edge of the window that's been pried open, and a rope dangling outside the building. And she says, if you can make it down that, then yeah, I can get us somewhere safe. I mean, that's really more of a... That's really more of a repel, but yeah. <laughs> I'll start working my way towards the she window. She rolls her eyes hard. Holy <laughs> shit. Have you talked to Farah since she was up here? She like is moving quickly. I'll let you roll an insight check. 19 plus, uh, boop, 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 boop. Where's insight on it? So 24. Yeah, she doesn't respond right away, but you get the sense that that triggers something and she kind of looks at you and says, why? What did what did Farah say to you? Uh, well, Farah, for the record, let's let's back up a second here. Farah was helping us out with what was going on inside of this room. So you showing up is rather suspicious, unless you chatted with her. I think she's also in with us, if uh, if you know what I mean. But she didn't stab us. You want to know why? I don't know why. Actually, I punched her in the face. I tried to. I hit her. I tried to hit her. Yeah, Farah is also really soft. Yeah. So. Oh well. There you go. Using that word again. No, don't get me wrong. She's tough as nails, but she's got she's soft on the inside. She's hmm. got that gooey center. You know I what I mean? Yeah. Future, I we're never made soft by anything. How dare you? Anyway, uh, <laughs> do you have you talked with Farah at all? Listen, I'll tell you everything you want to know, but now is not the time. I mean, it, it, if anybody finds us here, we are yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. How far down is it to the ground? It's maybe like three stories down. So what is that like? Probably 30 to 40 feet. Yeah. 30 to 40 feet. God, I want to try something dumb just to see if it would work for future reference. I love dumb things. It's D&D, baby. D&D. All right. Have fun. <laughs> I want to just jump out the window. Oh, shit. And when I'm 15 feet from the ground, try and summon my echo and then switch spots with it so it falls and I don't. I just want, I want to see if it works. And if it doesn't, I'll take the damage. You know? <laughs> I'm just trying to see how far I can push the mechanics of this thing. <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay, well, hold on. <laughs> Let me, uh, I want you to try this. 
So badly I do. Let me just take a quick look at the mechanic itself. It's manifest echo, right? Yeah. Maybe I'll jump out like like a hand on the rope, like loosely, kind of barely slowing myself down. But mm-hmm. like for the most part, I'm just jumping to see if I can manifest the echo on the ground once I get in range and then switch spots with it. So I'm just standing on the ground. The echo falls. Here's what I'll here's what I'll have you do is um, an acrobatics check. Okay. Thirteen. It's a little rocky, but you you lean out the window and with one hand, almost falling, but like still technically repelling, right? You've got a foot wrapped around the bottom. You've got a hand wrapped around the top. You start sliding very quickly down to the bottom. And as soon as you reach that kind of 15 foot mark, you cast your echo and switch spots with it. You still hit the ground hard, but you don't take any damage. You just have to kind of tuck and roll as you hit. The maneuver works. It just takes a little practice. I kind of shake it up. I'm like, oh, all right. Could have gone smoother, could have gone smoother, but saving that one for later. Technically, it is possible. All right, what are you guys doing with these boxes? You're standing in this room, time is ticking. Oh, I'm cracking mine open if possible. Right there? Why not? Are we just going to throw them out the window? What? I'd like because we got to go, man. All right, all right, fine. Throw them all out the window. Throw them all out the window. You, you can. <laughs> no, look, I'm not telling you right. what to do. I'm just asking. Chucking mine out the window and then taking the rope down. All right, so I'm walk try us down and catch there already. The cases that are being thrown out the window, if if they're all being thrown, like one at a time, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I throw a four. Um, give me if you're throwing them out the window, just give me a dexterity save, Walker. Oh, okay, dexterity save. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, da, 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 da. Dex save. God damn, twelve. A twelve. Okay. Uh, no, 11. An 11. An 11. Uh, there are four altogether, right? Four crates. Do we each take one? I believe so, yeah. So that's not a total failure. I'd say one of them hits the ground. Like you just, it's maybe like as you catch it, it's a little heavier or bulkier than you expect. Kind of hits the ground, cracks a little bit. Um, but the other three are totally fine. You catch them, stack them, and then you put that one that's a little damaged on the side and it makes a little bit of a noise when it hits the ground. There are some windows nearby. So that is kind of pressing your luck a little bit in terms of being perceived by anyone. Cool. It's nighttime right now. Yeah. We'll say it's like early, early morning. Mm. Sun's not up yet, but it's a common. All right. Get, get down here. Okay. I try to climb down the rope. Everyone who's climbing, give me an athletics check. Here we go. That is a natural 20. Nice. (laughs) What's the order that you guys are descending? I think I was going first, but because I was like throwing the crate out and then going. I got a 10. I'm thinking I went just right after F and then Leo, like a dance pole, slid down. You guys would not have (laughs) waited for Addy to go down last, I'm assuming, right? Or Mm -hmm. did. No, okay. So you send Addy down, you send Ella down, uh, F down. And then those two tens back to back, here's what happens. A nat 20, you slide down smoothly, but at the very end of it, oh, are you guys just leaving the rope like tied to the, the windowsill? How are you guys going to do that? Are you just leaving? Well, maybe, I mean, I assume. Ella, you could shoot it. What's her, Addie probably had a plan to get her rope back off. It's a grapple hook, leaving. right? So, you know, like, yeah. 
she would have had some plan probably maybe sliding down the side of the building not actually climbing down yeah so that's kind of like the thing is you guys are like sliding down this rope maybe she says that she says the room's tossed like the room's fucked yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, she's gonna know someone was in there it's better to have something saying they came through the window than saying they came through the bookshelf true i'm cool with leaving the grappling hook. that's true that's really true we leave the rope leave the rope yep They'll know they came down here, but they won't necessarily know they're looking for us or Addie, right? Right. Yeah. Nobody else saw you? No. All right. Leave the rope. And she looks around, shrugs her shoulders and says, makes sense to me. I just feel bad because it's a good rope. But. It was because at the very end, Leo's weight snaps the rope and he lands on his feet perfectly. But Ella and F hadn't quite descended all the way down yet. And the added weight of Leo kind of snapped it through you guys back. You kind of land prone. And then Leo just drops to the ground in front of you. With slow fall, I very graciously land on my knee like a superhero. Superhero landing. <laughs> Monk trait. I fall on my ass for sure. <laughs> I have a minus one on athletics. Addy looks around and says, grab your shit and let's get out of here. It's not too far away, actually. I'll lead the way. It all comes back to you. You're all alone. Falling headlong into the inside room. Oh. is Mathar DeLeon as the DM, PJ Heller as Leo Feldman, Leslie Ray as Ellen L. Valen, Joshua Ramsey as Walker Omeron, and Crossland Shaw as F, a.k.a. The Future. The show is a production of Atomic Pylon Media. Our intro theme was composed by Mathar. The episode was mixed by Jeremy Tuttle and was edited by PJ, Joshua, and Mathar. Our cover art was illustrated by Leslie Ray. You can support our show by following at Catacomb Party on Instagram and Twitter, I think, and on your favorite podcast platform so that you never miss an episode. You can leave us a five-star review on Apple, and I think you can do that on Spotify as well. That helps a lot with reaching more listeners like yourself, which is something that's very important to us. We're working really hard on this show, and we're nearing the end of the first season. So we're really trying to ramp up our promotion of the show to get more people engaged. You can help us with that. All you have to do is tell a friend. We're actually in the middle of putting together a list of things we're going to use in a future episode. So if you have an idea for something that I'm looking for and you want your name right here in the credits for the thing that you came up with, then go join the Discord. It's free and the link is in our show notes. Thanks as always for supporting our show. As we near the end of the first arc, wow, there's like four episodes left, I think. I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude for everyone in this community. It's great. 
and we're really thrilled to be part of it. Now just go on, get the hell out. She leads the way down a couple of alleyways through the shadows of the city. We grab the cases. We grab the cases. <laughs> we grab the cases. Yeah, yeah, making sure. I'll hold two. I'll, I'll hold two. Just like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Telephone call me.